0: Hello, I'm Ken Seong, Technical Director of the International Ethics Standards Board for Accountants, and I'm here with Stavros Tomadakis, Chairman of the Board. We are joined by several Task Force Chairs, Don Thompson, Gary Hannaford, Elena Gilly, and Richard Fleck. We are here to share some of the highlights from the Board meeting in Livingstone, Zambia, December 4th through 8th, 2017. Stavros, this was the final meeting of the board for the year. May I invite you, please, to share your reflections of the meeting with our listeners?
1: Thank you, Ken. This was uh, indeed the last board meeting of the year, but it was also the board meeting which came at the finish of a whole cycle of work that has been going on for several years. And I and several of my colleagues here have characterized this as a historic meeting. The uh, meeting's main outcome was that we approved the Restructured International Code of Ethics, which includes, however, not just a restructuring, but a number of enhancements that were fed into the Restructured Code through several projects that my colleagues will be talking about. But this was a very important uh, point because all this came to fruition at the same time and the board unanimously and with enthusiasm, I should say, approved the restructured code. So it's the end of a cycle, but it was also the beginning of another, of a new cycle. So uh, the board also busied itself with preparing a consultation paper, about its new strategy and work plan. I would say that this was the other major activity uh, at this meeting, uh, which will, of course, be the plan that we will construct for the period 2019 to 2024. So these were the high points. And I must say that the board is very optimistic about the adoption an implementation of its new code, and it's going to devote a great deal of effort in facilitating these activities.
0: Thank you, Stavros. Let me now turn to Helene uh, Aghelie. Helene, you chair the uh, Part C applicability project, as well as the restructuring workstream on the Part C close-off document for phase one. What were the main takeaways from the board discussions?
2: Thank you, Ken. Uh, Well, the main objective of this meeting was of course to finalize four different projects, including two projects that the Part C task force has been working on, and those are the applicability paragraphs and the restructuring of Part C of the code. The project that regards the so-called applicability paragraphs, that is three new paragraphs in the code that clarify the applicability of Part 2 to professional accountants in public practice, were approved by the board today, and I'm very happy about that, of course. Uh, And the effective date uh, will be June 15, 2019. Today, the board also approved of the restructured text of the Part C phase one close-off document. The Part C task force is also working with the inducement provisions, and that project was not on this meeting's agenda since the board's proposals are now out for exposure, and the deadline for comments is actually tomorrow. Uh, It will be back on the board's agenda at the next meeting in March, and by then, Michael Ashley will be reporting back to you as the new chair of this task force. And um, my second term on the IASPA is now over, and I'd like to take this opportunity to thank the chair, Stavros, board members, TAs, and last but definitely not least, the staff for this experience. Of course, I will also continue to follow the work of the IASPA with great interest. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much, Helene. Let me now turn to Richard Fleck. Richard, you uh, chair the uh, board's professional skepticism project, the shorter-term uh, initiative, as well as the longer-term professional skepticism work stream. In addition, you have chaired the, a, a couple of the work restructuring work streams uh, as part of the structure project, more specifically, the claw and long association provisions. What were the highlights of the board discussions on those uh, projects and initiatives
3: well there's quite a significant difference between a number of those projects starting with the ones that were really quite straightforward we restructured the text of long association and non compliance with laws and regulations so that they conformed with the uh, all the work that had been done by the structured task force to ensure that there was consistency throughout the code the second project, which I'd mentioned, is the uh, short-term project that we undertook to address professional scepticism in undertake- when auditors and accountants are undertaking assurance services, and we uh, added application material to the professional judgment applied by all accountants. We had had some very effective responses and comments from following our exposure of the document earlier in this year. We'd had effective and very helpful input from the consultancy advisory group, and we had had very useful input from the ISSB. And uh, we were able to go through the initiatives or the input that we received from those various groups of people and refine the language and the drafting of the short-term project and I was delighted that it received board approval. The last of the projects that I should mention was the Professional Skepticism Long-Term Project, uh, so-called, where we put to the board a proposal as to how we should take this particular project forward. And that proposal involves developing a consultation paper on a range of issues relating to the way in which professional accountants generally, not just uh, professional accountants acting in relation to assurance engagements, should approach the information, the material that they have and how they should assess it. We'll be focusing on developing aspects of the fundamental principles and by examples that uh, show how this could be applied in a, a particular circumstances We will be developing material on bias and preconceptions and we will be trying to bring this together in a uh, coordinated approach which will be beneficial to professional accountants generally. This may or may not result in changes to the code. There are a number of different options as to how we might take this forward and the intention is to bring forward a draft consultation paper to the March meeting of this board and then we will just take the matter forward from there. Thank
0: you, Ken. Thank you very much, Richard. Let me now turn to Gary Hannaford. Gary, you chair the safeguards project, and this was an important part of the board's agenda this uh, week. What were the main outcomes of the board discussion, please?
4: Thank you, Ken. Yes, the the safeguards project um, uh, is an important element of the restructured code. And uh, the safeguards project came to a conclusion at this board meeting with approval by the board of a number of enhancements to the Code uh, dealing with that project. The the project itself was dealt with in two phases. The first phase dealt with how we might enhance the conceptual framework itself and the second phase dealt with how we would apply those enhancements to the conceptual framework to in particular the non-assurance services uh, provisions in the Code and a number of other uh, conforming amendments elsewhere throughout the code. And I'll just take a moment to highlight some of the changes that uh, have been approved uh, in the enhanced conceptual framework and its applicability to professional accountants. First of all, there is now more prominent overarching requirement that apply in all stages and in all situations when applying the conceptual framework. That would be exercising professional judgment, remaining alert for new information to changes in facts and circumstances. And using the reasonable informed third party. There are now clear and more explicit requirements to identify, evaluate, and address threats to compliance with the fundamental principles. There is new application material to remind professional accountants that the provisions of the conceptual framework apply in the same way to identifying, evaluating, and addressing threats to independence. We enhance descriptions of key terms such as acceptable level, reasonable and informed third party, and safeguards. We've clarified that how professional accountants should factor in conditions, policies, and procedures that are established by the profession, legislation, regulation, the firm or the employing organization that can enhance how professional accountants act ethically. There's also new application material explaining that in some circumstances, threats cannot be addressed by applying safeguards and cannot be eliminated, and that in such circumstances, the threat can only be addressed by declining or ending the professional activity. With respect to the application of that conceptual framework as it applies in particular to non-assurance services, there is now increased prominence of the requirement that prohibits firms from assuming a management responsibility when providing non-assurance services to an audit client. There's new application material for evaluating and addressing threats in relation to non-assurance services and a stronger linkage between uh, the safeguards that might be applied in relation to the threats Uh, in particular. There are revised examples of actions that might be safeguards to address threats and actions that might eliminate the circumstances creating the threats. And finally, we expanded the requirement that prohibits providing certain types of recruiting services to audit clients with respect to directors or officers or members of senior management in a position to exert significant influence over the preparation of the client's accounting records or financial statements uh, so that it deals with uh, all audits. Rather than just audits of public interest entities, um, as uh, as Helen indicated earlier on a personal basis, this is my final meeting on the board of IASBA. and uh, I would also like to thank the board members, Stavros, and the staff for all the tremendous support that was provided to me over my six years on the board. And and but I am I'm not going away because I'm looking forward to continuing on on a new project that the Board has identified, dealing specifically with non-assurance services, and I'm looking forward to providing some continuity between the safeguards project and the non-assurance services project.
0: Thank you, Gary. Finally, let me turn to Don Thompson, who chairs our Structure of the Code project. Don, may I invite you please to brief our listeners on the outcomes of the Board discussion on Structure this week?
5: Certainly. Very pleased that the Board approved the restructured code as planned, the restructuring proposals respond to input from a variety of stakeholders and serve the public interest by improving the usability of the code, including both its understandability and its enforceability. Key features include distinguishing requirements while retaining linkage to related application material, increasing the prominence of the principles-based approach in the conceptual framework increasing the clarity of responsibility and increasing clarity of language. The final text gives prominence to the overarching requirements to comply the fundamental principles and, where applicable, be independent. Throughout the project, the board has been careful to avoid any weakening of the extant code. After approving the restructured code, the board deliberated on the effective date and decided that it should be as-adden for periods beginning on or after June the 15th, 2019. This reflects the need for timely delivery of the code to market, taking into account the importance of the changes to the restructured codes safeguards and the provisions for professional accountants in business. The final text will be available on the IASBO website in January, 2018, together with the basis for conclusions and other material. The board anticipates presenting the restructured code to the Public Interest Oversight Board for its approval in March 2018. As part of its outreach surrounding the launch of the Restructured Code, the Board is encouraging early consideration of implementation issues, including where appropriate translation. Stakeholders will be invited to develop an understanding of the Restructured Code's approach and an implementation strategy. I'm pleased that following approval of the Restructured Code, the Board will be enhancing the existing electronic code to take advantage of the Code's improved structure which lends itself to electronic features. I'd like to thank the task forces, staff, and board members for their support and dedication regarding this project. The approval of the restructured code is a welcome achievement and a significant milestone for the board.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Don. And thank you, uh, Stavros, uh, Helene, Gary, and Richard. The next meeting of the Ethics Board will be held March 12th through 14th, 2018 in New York, uh, United States. The Board's meetings are open to the public, and we encourage those interested to observe our meetings. To register as an observer, go to the meetings page of the Ethics Board's website at www.ethicsboard.org, where you can also find more information about the Board and the projects discussed. The Ethics Board records a podcast summary following each meeting. You can subscribe to our podcast channel in iTunes by searching IFAC Accountancy Podcast in the Apple's iTunes Store. You can also follow us on Twitter at ethics underscore board. And thank you very much for listening.